When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. Brought to you in association with Giovanni's. I'm Dominic Booth, joined as always by Nathan Blake and Paula Bandonato. Welcome to you both. You want to rephrase that, Dom? A vexed Nathan's Nathan Blake. ready to go. He Absolutely. Is charged, still vexed after the Chelsea robbery, uh, as we're calling it. Chelsea absolute robbery. I hope you've had a word with your mate Eddie Newton and told, told well, Chelsea how lucky they were. I've told him, I was texting him during the game and telling him how lucky they were to get out of jail with their uh, all three points, but... Um, it's not down to Chelsea and it's not down to Cardiff, it's just down to officiating and the officiating yeah. was absolutely scandalous for me. Lots of uh, lots of talking points from that game. We'll of course cover the Man City defeat as well and there's a few questions for you Nathan, especially surrounding the striker situation at the moment. Okay. Um, Paul, hello. Hiya. <laughs> Sitting there nice and quietly. Should we start then with... I'd calm down a little bit more than Blake. Yeah, you have like, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's very much in your nature, isn't it? <laughs> Let's... Go to Chelsea then, Nathan, and should we break it down decision by decision? Yeah, if you go whichever way you want, Don. <laughs> I, I well, just let's last say night, watching the game last night, and someone said, uh, one of the commentators said there was something that happened for Cardiff, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, you know," they're saying after you know what happened at Chelsea, they they say these decisions do even themselves out. I'm like, really. Well, really? I, I had the temerity to say that on social media after the Chelsea game because I do believe that, well, maybe they don't even themselves out, but I do believe that the referees are being as honest and being as fair as they can. Maybe there's a subconscious thing yeah, going on. We don't actually know that, do we? No, but we have to assume it, I think, in order for fair play to prevail. Mm. But maybe, you know, maybe there was something my thing is, my, my, my thing is, when you're directly looking at it, from eight to ten yards, you can bring as much VAR in as you like, but that would just, I think that will um, give referees even less responsibility because the four decisions that I witnessed, even now, I, I don't know how you can look at them and say, when a player's on the floor with his hands cupped in a praying position, asking you not to red card him, mm. right? That kind of gives you, tells you all you need to know about the incident that's just occurred, right? So for me, I, what I've seen, what I witnessed, I commentated on the game and what I witnessed, the two fouls on Morrison. Listen, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you look at that because I've watched the slow-mo, I've watched the replays and I see the referee and he's got a direct line. The one where um, Rudy pulls... Uh, Sean's arm, right? Stops him jumping, doesn't Yeah, he? not the one where he tugs his shirt, uh, 
Alonso tucks his shirt, Roman Rudiger pulls his arm, he actually ends up the other side of Rudiger. So if from the linesman's angle and the referee's angle, you've got a right angle, you've got front view and side view. It's impossible not to give that decision for me. But the referees don't give them, and we've seen this on Sean Morrison for some time, uh, even from the championship days. He just doesn't get penalties for that. I don't know why. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but he just doesn't seem to get them given. Okay, I could go with that, Dom. I could go with that, but then the Rudiger red card. Clear red for me, Paul. On your mate, Ken. Um, I thought that was a clear red. I can understand the penalties not being given. Can you? Yeah, I can. Because I'm not saying it's right, Blakey, because when I I look back at them, particularly the one where he yanked him down... He's looking at them like... No, no, I know that, but... It They're happens, never given. It happens all the time. No, right? but they are given. That's the thing. All right, but it, but Rarely, it, it happens all the time, and often they're not given. So I can understand those. I'm not saying they're the right decision. Mm. The Ken thing I thought at the time watching it live was a red card. Looking back at it, I'm not convinced he would have got there before the keeper. Right? I am. Right, I know. And I so, think and Ken so, gets there, touches it. Yeah. Now, whether he touches it and the keeper gets a chest on it or something I don't know but he, would, he, would have he gets it but as long I'm a striker right Paul, yeah. and all you'll be thinking there in Ken's position yeah. is I'm not trying to score yeah. I'm just trying to get it past yeah. him what, what he would have to had get to the foul Cause, cause or the penalty he, he or, was actually sort of going right to left a little bit so he would have had to dink it with his right foot past him mm. and then go round the left the other yeah, side yeah yeah lob it over him or would it, it would, anyway whatever mm. but in terms of the so I'm not saying those are the right decisions, right? But I can understand, I suppose, why they were not given, mm-hmm. right? What what gets me most about the um, the Aspilicueta equaliser was that when you look back at it, and I didn't realise, I'll be honest, I didn't realise it was offside at the time, but texts were coming through straight away from people watching it on TV. It had to be. Offside, 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 yeah? So it was clearly the case. And when I was told it was miles offside afterwards, I saw that for myself. But what gets me about it is that when the corner is taken, Aspilicueta is actually touching Neil Etheridge. Mm. Now, there's nobody on, there's no players on the the sticks, right? So he is the closest player to Neil Etheridge. He's actually touching Neil Etheridge's chest Mm. and sort of moves away as the corner's taken. And so whatever the linesman's view, and I appreciate the linesman calls for side, surely the referee can see this. And common sense says, look, he must be in an offside position there because he was touching him and he never went beyond the Cardiff player after that. And I just think that was a truly shocking decision. And I think, look, it's possible Chelsea would have equalised. Hazard totally changed that game and it's possible they would have equalised. But what I think... It's still a point, what, though, What, what you would point. say is that if that had been disallowed as it should have been, that would have demoralised Chelsea and galvanised Cardiff in the crowd for another three or four minutes. Then you look at the clock in this 88, 89 minutes, the crowd get behind them again and then it's injury time. And I think Cardiff would probably have just about held on for a win. I think they would have won. I think had all decisions been given correctly, they win that game by two clear goals, quite simply. And I think when you put the work in, and I've been there where, I remember... uh, Bolton scoring against Everton over the line not given you know what I mean and we end up getting relegated by goal difference something like that um, Sheffield United much the same and you know when people say oh they even themselves out well there's not going to be time to even that out now <laughs> you know what I mean that is done and it's you can accept one decision 
You can even go as far as to say, okay, maybe one of the penalties and the red card. But when you get four decisions yeah. so blatantly against you... That directly influence the result. They have, they, do, you know, do you know the ramifications both on top of the league and the bottom of the league? Huge. Mm. Massive. Can I ask a, a, an interesting question? Would we have had this furore and the controversy after the game? Would Warnock have been so incensed if the Aspilicueta goal was ruled out? Of all the other three decisions he'd given yeah, as, because, as he'd because given. Yeah, because the point now where three points is like invaluable. But that would have that and would have stopped Chelsea equalising, no matter what the other decisions had been given. Yeah, but I would have. I still, I still would be saying, well, if we could win by two or three goals, that you know, the level of confidence. Because you've got to understand that as well, Tom. It's not just confidence; it's the level of confidence that that is given people, right? And that would and have the performance been deserved it, didn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely, I, I I'll be honest with you. I when Neil Warnock stood on the pitch, just staring at the referees, <laughs> I felt like walking down there and just really doing exactly the same, but like face to face with the ref. Because if I was a player, I would have been, I probably would have been red carded, because I would have been asking, I would have, I would have been saying things that I would have been reported to the FA, been fined for calling the ref. Uh, a cheat or this or that I would I think have just Harry totally Arsene was about to do just that oh I totally would have lost my head because I just I'm just not having that level of incompetence really from that's, that's how it actually happened Blakey. top, top he actually referees. raced across I saw it happen I was watching it happen he actually raced across to drag Arta and the ass away mm-hmm. from the ref and then came there stare off which I don't think was the cleverest thing that Neil Warnock has ever done personally mm. but it's funny how he'll get in trouble for that and fine though well, no, I, I, the physios don't have to come out and say anything about yeah, nothing and yeah, what yeah. we're doing now yeah. are to help them out we'll give them VAR listen if you're a linesman your job is on corners number one don't here's a good idea don't stand behind the person who's taking the corner when he moves very sensible right that yeah. would help you there's quite novel advice for the linesman yeah there. and yeah. if you do just do my favour. Just lean yourself to one side, maybe. Yeah. Which I would say, in this instance, to your right, and you'll be able to see everything. Right? It's not difficult. And for two players to be in the position they were, as the ball's travelling in the air, the only decision you need to know is who touches it. If a Cardiff player touches it, fine. But Alonso clearly touches the ball as he's trying to direct it. It's actually something that Chelsea have done. So these officials would have seen it before. Directing it to go... It has to be offside. It's like, there's no... Bring in... Listen, you could have Superman with X-ray vision. If you can't see that, you've got a problem. I, I come back to it. Aspilicueta's hand is actually touching Etheridge's shirt mm. when the corner is taken. Uh, yeah, I'm not and buying the ref, that, the ref that blocking must excuse. Have, the ref must have seen that, if not the linesman. So at least it prompts the question and he said look hang on let's go and have a conversation about this or something but there was none of that Aspilicueta did what players do in circumstances like that he sort of took a guilty look around to mm. see if the goal was allowed it was I just think it's I just think it's unacceptable I think it's a cheap way to say oh let's bring in VAR for those reasons no 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 well, I think you it's coming be in a, anyway you, yeah it will do but you shouldn't be an official if you need VAR for that level you know what I mean in other words I would say 10 more years. Referees need to be careful, lines we need, because the way technology's going, another 10 years, 15 years, there'll be no need for them as well. There was another instant during the game which 
didn't directly influence the result as such, but I thought it was particularly shocking. And that's when Lee Pelcher, as you both know, I'm not a major fan of it right back. Yeah, I thought he had a pretty decent game. I thought he's played pretty Very decently, good game Chelsea, pretty decently in yeah. the last few games. To be fair to him, um, he hunted down Hazard in the second half, and he and Hazard sort of started running back towards his own goal and. Peltier took a risk. He continued to hunt him down mm. till he he's sort of, of between halfway, halfway between halfway and the goal. If you see what I mean, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, this is a risk. Why are you, you know, because if Hazard suddenly turns, mm-hmm. he's gone from him. And we'll get Blake onto rotation actually, in a minute. But he actually, he actually then managed to sort of get his foot across and nick the ball off him. Mm. Hazard sort of went down. Peltier was away, and I think Cardiff had something like a three v two or yeah, something like that. I thought this is a real chance here, Hazard. Mm. Got up, moaned to the ref, arms out. The ref who had begun to wave play on gave a free kick. That's what we call favourable decisions. I thought that was another shocking decision. That happens all the time. I can can say because I've been relegated plenty of times. But when you're at the top level, when we're at at, Bolton and places like that, you're going against Man United, you're going against Liverpool's... Listen, referees are definitely intimidated, whether it's by crowd, whether it's by management, whoever, but they are definitely intimidated. See, and for me, there was too much toward Chelsea then for me, and in obvious decision-making, that everyone else is screaming one thing, and the only three people who think something different are the most important people. Can we move on to, uh, to Man City? No, I want to stay can on I, this. Let's do another hour on this. Can I, can I say something a little bit contentious about the Chelsea game though I feel like you're going which, to anyway which is that which is that amidst the refereeing hoo-ha which I totally get we played well I was part of played well yeah Yeah. I think Neil Warnock made a mistake with his substitutions Blakey right because Nias was out on his feet having run that lone strikers role which you've played and mm-hmm. you must know it's the most thankless job in football yeah. running for the right four I scored when I played okay. um, more on that later Nias, Nias was out on his feet unable to close down the Chelsea defenders or run and Zahor should have come on 20 minutes earlier than the substitution was made Cardiff were like playing with 10 men mm. for you know and I just felt they were inviting too much pressure Correct me if I'm wrong, Dom, but I think Zohar came on a moment the goal was the equaliser was scored. So I may I may be wrong there. No, he I'll came like, on slightly before Mendes Lang came on. But yeah, I just I just think yeah. So I just think that it should the change should have been made earlier to try to because the, the, there was too much of a pattern of Chelsea coming at Cardiff. There wasn't enough pressure being. It was going to happen no Paul that late on in the game. No, I know that. But at least, Chelsea had, at least if you've got Chelsea striker, have that possession anyway. Yeah, but at least you've got a striker who can run. He can hunt them down or stretch them. Mm. The ass just wasn't able to do any of that. Mm. Well, let's, not, let's not jump the gun on the ass because we're going to have a big section and later lots of questions okay. from Blakey about okay. Uh, okay. his performance and the various yeah. merits of him. But let it be known. Let it be known. Let it be known that that referee and display, linesman display. Were you not happy with it, Blakey? Was, Did you not approve of the chronic. referee's uh, performance? It's just not good enough, man. No, no, Some on a serious that. note. Uh, when and it, that when could it, cost Cardiff. So, well, it will. I, I, I'm convinced that I viewed the reason why, because Card- Cardiff come out of that game with three points and close it to two. Trust me, all those were won the day before. Southampton, Burnley, they're thinking, oh my God, they will just not go away. Yeah. And you're down to what you want to get to, I've mentioned this a few times, is 
if it's Burnley, you want to get to within two points with a game or two. By the time you... Because psychologically, that starts to play with people when you know, right, if they win, mind, if we come in off this game and they've won, we're a point behind. Do you know what I mean? Forget the goal difference, it's all out the window. So It's what might have been now for Cardiff, isn't it? And that having that Man City game hot on the heels of such a, a an injustice that Chelsea was, it was always going to be difficult. How well do you think Cardiff coped to come out only with a 2-0 defeat? Because that's how we look at it, really. I think it? that's what we said, Dom. If they can come out of there anything under four, I think they've done well because, you know... You look at the chances that Man City created, it was ridiculous. Etheridge again, fantastic display, brilliant display in goal. But you have to say, like, you know, all all eleven men, you know, it, it's they never never stop. And he has great opportunity again if he takes that for the last couple of minutes, kinda of like Chelsea when, you know, they had a chance late late on and things like that. But you think, oh well, anything can happen at that point. Do you know what I mean? five minutes to go, two minutes to go, get another corner or something, header, equaliser, you nick a 2-2 and get out of town. But um, sadly, it wasn't the beat. But, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, I would have liked to see a bit more, I think you've still got to have that attacking intent. I don't think we had worked enough on, okay, how we're going to try and attack them. I think it was just a case of, we're going to defend. We're going to concentrate simply on defending, trying to keep that score down. If we grab a goal, great, we'll work from there. But we won't have a plan to get goals. There was nothing from the wingers, was there? It was, it was awful. It was in that sense, just yeah. pumping it straight down the middle. Yeah. And Stones and Laporte had the easiest day they'll ever have. I yeah. think just collecting yeah. it. And, and that's, you can't afford to do that in the Premier League. You don't give away results. You accept that they'll probably do us, right? But you still have a plan going into that game. I didn't think we had enough of a, a game plan offensively. Maybe defensively done well, but again, you know, the keeper was unbelievable. So if three or four of those chances go in, then it's just a you know, it's just a route in it. Yeah, but does that help the sort of morale, Paul? Psychological. Psychological to not get completely wasted, up. obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. You know, if they, if that had been an eight-nil defeat after the injustice of Chelsea. Heads would drop. You feel like the world's against yeah, you. Yeah, it would be it would be real real tough times for Cardiff with that nine day break to think about the next game, which is a huge one anyway. Will morale be sort of saved a little bit now? Well, Blakey seems to think so. You know, he's he's the one who goes in the dressing room. I think it was a slaughter, whatever the final scoreline was. So yeah, of course it's better that it's two 0 rather than eight 0 Yeah. The Come on, Paul. We're trying to find the positives. Come on, Paul. We're grasping around <laughs> positives here. <laughs> it wasn't well, a great result. Other than Etheridge's performance, there were few positives. And, and ironically, Etheridge was at fault with the goal that that put Cardiff right on the back foot early doors. He was, know? but um, I don't think De Bruyne meant that. Though. He said he didn't. Apparently, he still yeah. should be letting that. No, me, but if 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 you. If you look, who did I see the, uh, on the weekend creep out of his goal um, and make that same sort of mistake? Oh, for Barcelona, Testegan. Testegan. Yeah, he come out trying to read across so he could get out, and and I think that's what Neil Etheridge was doing. To be fair, I think he was coming out half reading across, yeah. and he's come off his, the outside of his foot. He shouldn't be beat there. He knows that, but. You've got to say it was fortunate. It wasn't like meant. If he does it and it's meant, then you say, ah, oh, it's different. But I don't think he meant it. Just a footnote to this. Um, Bruno Manga, word is that he's 
going to be offered uh, an extended contract at Cardiff, which I think would be entirely deserved. I think of every, everyone against Man City, he looked the most at home, the most composed, defending. He's been sensational this season, hasn't he? Well, Cardiff him? need to do that. Cardiff need to, you know, plan. Um, you can't have like a lot of players. I haven't really looked at the contract situation at Cardiff, but you know that should be happening. I think they'll struggle to hold on to him, to be honest with you. Yeah? Yeah. I think they'll struggle to hold on to him. I think there'll be a few takers in the Premier League, well, more than a few, I think. I think you could probably go up to the likes of, you know, Wolves, Watford, those middle-table Premier League teams, well, just outside of the top four, five. Um, teams like Everton, people like that, I think, yeah, there's... Uh, that good? Is, do you think Mange could cut that, cut it at that level? He has cut it at that level in a, yeah. in a poorer team. In a, in a lower side, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, uh, you, you asked for a positive. I, the positive I would take is that is that it has to be a real positive, Paul. It is a positive. <laughs> 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 and that, and Not just one you've written scribbled that, down in the last no, two I've, minutes. I've, you know that that there are still six games left. Yeah. The fat lady may have been clearing her throat, but she hasn't begun hitting. hitting High pitches yet. <laughs> yeah. Burnley, Brighton, Fulham, Palace are winnable games. Yeah. Whether Cardiff can win them is another matter entirely. They are winnable games. Yeah, yeah? Points there. Liverpool and Man United, anything there was a bonus, right? But those those are games that Cardiff have by hook or by crook looked to got to win. Burnley have got a horrendous run in, Dom. I think they start yeah, they I think they start four, I think. Oh, in the I think last four no, games, I think it's yeah. four, I think it's four of them. Four mm-hmm. last four. So they I think they've got Bournemouth away this week uh this week. Bournemouth away it, it could they, put them eight points ahead though. Yeah, but, but if they lose it, then they've got Cardiff at home and then they've got this really tough run in yeah. against the top four, Arsenal and the rest of them. Here um, it is. So it's for Burnley have got Bournemouth away, then Cardiff at home. Then it's Chelsea. Yeah, which would be a really tough game yeah. at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, um, Everton away. All oh, right, it's not all of them. Man though. City at home, mm-hmm. and finishing at home. with Arsenal at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I said, they got three of the, they got three big games, for me. They've probably got the hardest running of of yeah. the bottom. But the same way that Cardiff three. are looking at that Burnley game as must win, Burnley will say, "Well, we win that. We're we're safe." We've Literally, we've yeah. sealed it, haven't we? Uh, I don't think they'll say that we sealed it, but you know, because Cardiff have still got the opportunity to pick up nine and even ten points if you get a, 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 a result against a Liverpool or something like that. You know, Cardiff have got there's four games there for Cardiff. Cardiff have got there? a lot in them. They, they've got a lot, a lot of opportunity in them, you and know, a lot of fight. They have got a lot of fight, but to be at this stage of the season with those opportunities, I think most people. In the press and what have you, probably had us in the Huddersfield position, you know, gone way before, you know. It's good that the Burnham has Fulham been uh, ahead of the game. Way before, yeah, plenty of people had us in those positions, but you know, people go, oh, Fulham, see, they spent hundred million, and I say, yeah, yeah, they, they did, but you know, both Fulham and Huddersfield, their recruitment was terrible. What about uh, Fulham? I mean, and then you look at Wolves and you think they spent eighty million and look what they're doing. So well, that's the it's not the fact that it? you spend money or don't spend money; it's how you spend as little or as lot a lot of what you've got. You know, you you've got to do your due diligence. Well, a brief word on Fulham: Cardiff came up with them this time last season, or they were battling with them at this time last season. Most of the country, most of the press, 
Thorpe or Fulham, Fulham play football. They play really? football. They'll mm. they'll be absolutely fine in the yeah. Premier League, but it hasn't proven that way. Mm. No, it hasn't because again, you know, the amount of disruption they had, changed the manager, practically changed all their team, bar probably two or three, even their bench. Um, and it was just too much too soon. It's just what you call well. If we throw a hundred million, it would bounce us there. That was. That would have been the thought process. And we've got so many players to choose from. We're bound to make a good team. But it's a step-by-step process. You've got to have your team, how it plays. And then you, you look at your team and look at the weaknesses rather than say, we're going to change it all. You look at the weaknesses and where it can improve. Sessignon, well, he's a left-back, stroke left-sided winger, stroke left-forward. Well, really and truly, he's a left-forward. So you need a left-back, a solid quality left-back. They didn't buy a left back. They bought another left sided wing forward wing sort back of thing. Forward yeah, type yeah, player, yeah, yeah. And you think to yourself, well, you know, come on, fellas, use a bit of common sense. You, they, you know, just, you've got a hundred million in your kitty. Got rid of Kenny. Recruit, brought, it, yeah, brought in players yeah, in his position when yeah. he was the best player in the championship. By far, by far, by far. So too much disruption, not good. Cardiff can take a bit of satisfaction then in the fact that uh, they've relegated two teams already and uh, still very much in the fight. Mm, they've got a lot of fight to them. Right, let's have a quick break um, and then we're going to talk Umanias. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So Blakey, I'm going to roll Ask Blakey into this debate because I believe you're an ex Cardiff City striker. That's uh, winger when I played Cardiff winger, City. Sorry, so winger, sorry, left, left winger, left, left back, back left, left centre half, winger, striker, centre midfielder, right winger. I'm not going to say the phrase right jack, back jack of all once. trades. I'm not going to say that sweeper. Sweet. No, I never played sweeper. I just did. played centre back. Well, right, you were sweeping yeah. that centre back, though, weren't you? No, it was only me and Jason Perry. I had to sweep for him. <laughs> I can right, tell. I'll, I'll I can tell. <laughs> hang on, very quickly. I can tell some of our little bit older listeners about a, a story here that um, I can't remember what it was. Blakey, Blakey went away. I'm sure he scored a hat trick for the Welsh under 21 somewhere. Ah, I did. Yeah, hat trick uh, for the Welsh under, abroad Cyprus, somewhere. Cyprus, I think. Cyprus, it was, yeah. yeah. And the first team won one The Following day, I spoke to Eddie May, who was then manager of Cardiff, and uh, I said, you know, when's when's Blakey going to get? When's Nathan going to get a chance in at centre forward for Cardiff? Why are you sticking him on the wing all the time? And he was so dismissive of the suggestion. Yeah, yeah. He said, when he gets a hat trick for us, I'll put him up front. But at the moment, he's playing on the wing. Yeah. I pick my team, not you. Yeah. That was it. So. But you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the thing is, Eddie actually, when Lenashes left, he he called me in his office because I had I had said like, if I have to continue to play in defence. I don't want to play, honestly. I don't enjoy my my game there. So and then days you only had a year contract. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I'll go elsewhere and play. Uh, but Eddie, good as gold, got arrest him. Called me in his office and said, direct, as straight as this. Where do you want to play? And I said, left wing. He said, right, it's yours. That was it. Major so, answer, Paul, to that question you're asking. Yeah, you should have asked me. I would have told you. I'm a, I'm a left winger by trade when I was a kid. Well, none of uh, Cardiff City strikers are really wingers, apart from Patterson, obviously. We're going back that far. But I'm just going to read two. What happened is I put the, the question out on social media. Ask Blakey, what are your questions about? They're all about the same thing. So I'm rolling it into okay, to the I debate. Like, they're I all, like, they're all like about Umania. I'm going to read two separate comments which sum up okay. how divided Card- Cardiff are. First one from Emir Wynne-Jones, regular contributor. 
Alright then. He says, with Nias able to run and play the channel so well, is there an opportunity to play another striker alongside him, not to lose danger in the box? He says, Reed slash Ken. Or do we need to depend on late runs by Junior Victor? And he ends by saying, criticism overnight of Nias is ridiculous. That's one view. Okay. Another view, Morgan Long. I like Nias, runs like tomorrow, but the man is a worse finisher than Patterson, who isn't even a striker. Mm. Harsh words. Is it time to put the eggs in the Zahor basket? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got... Nias love one four. He hasn't against. scored many, but he's worked but the love really is, hard. Yeah, he admits that he's not a finisher. Or do we need Zahor well, instead? Just, just to take that okay. Let me throw this. Just take that another stage. Mm. Some are comparing him to Gary Medine, which I think is grossly unfair, isn't it? But, yeah, well, he does they, a lot more. But they are. So it's like Nias's Carter's version of. Let me say Brexit. this: here's one for you. Nias's Brexit. Here's one for the guys who who have tweeted you, Tom. Go. Could it be? That when Nias gets into the goal scoring position, he's absolutely knackered. That is why he's finishing it so poor. Think of that. Because he runs the channels and does all that work, the most concentration you need is to put the ball in the net. Now, if you're running, 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 that might be a reason. However, there have been times where he hasn't just come off for like a a 60 metre, 70 metre run and has had chances and has still failed to score. So, for me, what Cardiff need is Nias with 12 goals. That's what they've needed this season. Nias with 12 goals because we've said, we've identified the way Cardiff play, they like to play from back to front. Okay? So, you have in, in Patterson early on in the season, you had that platform. But what you didn't have is the ability to go beyond Patterson. Because you couldn't, he couldn't run he and chase things down. Up. Well, he'd hold it up, fine, yeah. But then he's not. At sometimes when he can't, you're in a position where, say, a midfielder sit in front of him, he's not going to run into the channel like as a whore would and give you Spinning that speed and, and strength, pace down the, the flanks. Nias does, Zohor does. But let's be fair. You look at Ken's contribution last season. What did he end up with? Ten goals, nine goals. Nine goals. Uh, it wasn't nine, great. Yeah. Right. So that's championship. So we kind of like been blinded to a degree of because the season before some of the goals he scored were outrageous. But we haven't seen that coming up two years. Long time. So is Zahor the answer? I don't think Zahor is the answer anymore. I actually think if Cardiff had the opportunity in hindsight to sell him at twenty million, they should have they thinking themselves, we should have nabbed that and reinvested that money. Look, so, at Paul, look at Paul's face. Well, you know, you can only speak on what you see. You know, it's not a, we're not criticising anyone directly. We speak, we see. If if Kenneth scored 14 goals this season and played how we know he can play, then I'd be saying, you know, what they need is a support structure for him. So they know, need the a better support structure for the goals. Well, I would say you, you've got to look at the, the, the hardest part of the game, but most important part is scoring goals. Right, and we said that before the season started. How are Cardiff going to get goals? Right, defensively, they've kept enough clean sheets this season. I think they've kept more clean sheets. Yeah, more Arsenal, than Man United Arsenal and Man United have yeah. not kept as many clean sheets as Cardiff. So there's a basis for, regardless of how results have gone, you've got enough clean sheets to say, right, 
we got a, a, a solid defence at times. Not all the time, but at times enough. The problem has been scoring goals. Now, Junior needed more goals from him. Josh needed more goals from him. He needed Mendes to chip in with goals. He needed... Um, Camarasa's the top scorer, to, isn't to, to, to come in with more goals. That's what he was bought for. He needed Zahor goals. He needed Nias goals. Like I said, when we saw Nias, if Nias gets six goals between now and the end of the season, that'll be great for Cardiff. Yeah. All right? Because it's the game that you might nick 1 0 or 1 1 or 2 1 or something like that. But he hasn't. But it's hard to criticise a man who puts in so much effort and work. And you can see tries because fans, they just love you to try first and foremost. The other side of that is, well, we need a finisher. You know, so it's there. There are problems that should be. So if you've got Neil Warnock, Kevin Blackwell, uh, Mehmet Dahmet, and say Ken Chu as like a, a technical review board, they should be sat identifying. Right, we need. Neil says right, we definitely need more goals. We need this. We need, and it's not just people go. Oh well, they tried to sign Emilio Sana. It's it's not just one. You need to look at. Murphy, you need goals from the flanks because you play a three. You need goals from the man sitting behind. You need goals from the eight, not the six, holding yeah. midfielder, but the eight who's going to get box to box. You need four or five from him in the season. Your centre-backs need to chip in with three or four goals each. So there's been a clear problem from the start of the season that in the final third, around the eight-yard box, I've said it many times, don't create enough chances, don't create enough patterns of play, and our counter-attack needs to be quicker. So Nias is feeding off scraps, is what you're saying, and so it shouldn't be a surprise that he's not been. Prolific. Well, the, the, he's not prolific because he's not a great finisher, number one. But if you look at the times he picks the ball up within his own half, runs 60 meters, and then has got to try and finish, that is hard. That is the hardest thing for any striker. It's not like he's run onto a ball that's being played across the six-yard box and and, and and missing the target four or five times. Do you know what I mean? He's picking it up from deep. Doing someone down the line, doing someone else down the line, cutting inside, cutting across someone, da, 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 find himself in front of the keeper, and then his his mind is gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, and against Man City, he was flogging back defensively. As absolutely, made a few absolutely. In the so I I find it hard to criticise Nias, other than you could say maybe okay, then don't do as much work and try and save yourself for those opportunities when you get in front of the goal. But we don't keep the ball enough. You need your centre to, to do work. Right. And with Zahor, right. you don't quite get as much work. work you opinion. don't get that work with Zahor. So, for me, Nias is, is the way Cardiff play and need to play. You can't have half, half-hearted half Zahor. You can't have that. And you can't have a, a, a just simply up to that halfway line, sort of Patterson and back in, because we've not got the counter-attack. We've not, the wingers have not... You know, they're not playing in a pattern where we say, okay, up to Patterson, back to Gunnarsson, and then Hoylet, you're gone, or Mendes, you're gone, we're going to switch play. We haven't worked on those counter-attack possessions. That is, that's been a problem since day one for me when I looked at how we play. Paul, you're a, a staunch Zahor supporter. Is it now a question of Zahor versus Nias? What do Cardiff need in the running? Because Zahor has to come into it, surely. Yes, to come into the question anyway. I think I think 
I would revert to what I said about the Chelsea game. I think I think I would start with Nias because Nias changed my mindset. When I felt Cardiff were doomed earlier in the season, he came on board and suddenly, I didn't realise what sort of player Nias was. Suddenly Cardiff, for the first time this season, had a, player, a striker who could run behind, who had pace, who could run channels, run behind defenders, which something Patterson wasn't doing. Mm. Whatever strengths Patterson brought to the table, those weren't amongst them. Um, so... Clearly, Nias is not a good finisher. We can see that, but I don't see why Cardiff can't just start with Nias, make him run his socks off for 60, 65 minutes, which he does, and then bring Ken on in the closing 20, 25 minutes or so to do a similar role, but possibly with a little bit more polish. Now, I appreciate, well, that's a bit unfair on Nias because he works his socks off, and then somebody else comes in and makes the most of the space from Tyrone Defenders in the last 20, 25 minutes. But, but people have built careers it's, on that, haven't they? It's a team game. It's, you know, it's about 14 players. It's not about 11 players anymore in terms of the 90 minutes. So I, I'd start with Nias, but... Together? Could we, play, could we see them together? We saw them a little bit at Southampton together and it looked promising. It looked very effective, but I think that's unlikely the way Neil Warnock sets his teams up, to be honest. Yeah. It may be that, that is a gamble he takes. I think you wouldn't even have to... You know, the work rate you can get from Nias, right? You could even put him into that, like, that slot behind. Which is where he played at Southampton. Right. And they they had about 15 minutes together there and I thought, you know what, there's real promise here. Yeah. You know, Because then he's not have to make that swashbuckling run all the time. So oh, they, can, they can alternate and they can say, you can say to Kenneth, Kenneth's a good enough footballer to say, right, Nias has made two runs from, say, the 10 midfield position in behind, got the ball, stretch your team, now he's blowing. Okay, uh, Nias, you just sit up front for a minute. Ken's a good enough player to drop into that ten position for, you know, five minutes, six minutes. You know that 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 is the game. But my my thing about uh, Ken, where I'm in disagreement with Paul, is how long do you go? How long do you keep saying? You know, let's not forget Paul started on the theory of of Ken as the number one striker. We're at the end of the season practically, and now he's saying I'd accept him coming on for 10 minutes to nick the goal. You know, mm. we need more from him. You know, he's got capabilities beyond Nias. Would you agree with that? Yeah, of course he has. But for whatever but he's reason, not, he's not He's not had a chance. For whatever reason, he's because, not had a consistent chance. Yeah, but that's down chance. to the player. No, I know that. That's, that's why I'm saying for player. whatever reason. So the reason is, or so I would say the reason is you're not being consistent enough in training and you're not giving enough mm. with a manager who's given you all sorts and done all sorts to get the best out of you. At that, at what point do you just say, right? Uh, kind of like I've exhausted that. I've exhausted that option because I think uh, as dangerous, if not more dangerous, would be Reed and Nias because Reed has got a leather lung. He can run all day. He doesn't tire. So and he would he would anticipate the and he's a the good, movement of Nias and he's lung. a good finisher when yeah. he gets the opportunity. Linking so up. for me, there was not there's an opportunity to play. Not a front two as in side by side, but a front two as in one high, one low, definitely. Where you play that midfield striker, a second striker. Where you help the defence, the drop in the midfield, but you also support the attack. But you need to be fit. And I would say Reed is the ideal candidate for that. Yeah, well we've had this debate before about who to play. Or Camarasa. Or Camarasa, yeah, or yeah, Reed, yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah. Nias, or yeah. Zahor. Yeah. I just, don't, I'm just, I just think with, with Ken... It's it's gone too long. Like the, the game when he scored the winner, uh, but um, 
Southampton, Southampton, yeah. Southampton. Southampton, he said, I'm back. I was expecting then to, okay, this last 10 games, I'm expecting him to rip it up. But it just hasn't happened, mate. And it hasn't happened, it's like back to default position. It hasn't happened for two years. So I don't know why we are still really (laughs) hoping at this stage of the season. We apologise if we sound like a broken record. That's what lots of fans are doing. They're saying, look, it's time to put the eggs in the Ken basket now because we've got to have goals in the last six But he hasn't given you goals even in the Championship. That's that's the view that they don't feel Nias will score goals. No, but you're... But it comes back to what you said a couple of minutes ago. Mm. We know he's got the potential to do that, Blake. Yeah, but how long do you hold on to that? I think some fans are now saying, look, six games, it's time to let him loose and just let him rip and hope that that resolves it. I'm not saying that's right. I would stick with Nias myself, personally. I would, I would. If I, would. I, would consider, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't not consider a Zahor-Nias partnership, mind. Let me, let me say this to you. Two things a manager will always rely on, above anything else. Trust his player and rely on him. Now, I ask the question, does Neil Warnock trust and rely on Kenneth? The reason why Zahor doesn't play and Nias does it's because Neil knows exactly what he's going to get from the ass every game. Mm. So he trusts him. He relies on him. Okay, we can sidestep the goals because I expect Mendes Lang to get goals. I expect Hoyle to get goals. I expect Kamarasa. And let's be fair, we've not scored a hat full of goals anyway. Do you know what I mean? Listen, it's never I, not happen, last season, Blake, not this season. Blake, I, can, I can accept Nias playing ahead of Kanzahor. What I could not accept at any stage is Gary Medine. Danny Ward or Callum Patterson playing ahead of him. I, I, you know, Ken offers far more than than those three. And that's and why the Nias Medin comparisons are, are grossly unfair. Very Nias unfair. offers far more than Medin did to Cardiff City. Far, far more. Um, he offers threat for a chance. He, he gets in positions to score for a chance, mm. which is. Um, He's just is a trier, and I like that he plays with a smile on his face and he gives everything. And I think fans. Should they have appreciated it to this point, and maybe a few are waning because they think could have no, a couple it's, of goals. It's, it's coming because we're getting to the end of the season, the and they're thinking we're probably going to go down. But you know, like I said, it's been a it's been a good challenge from Cardiff. I'm not speaking in um, like um, we've um, gone down already. It wouldn't be Umaniasa's fault if Cardiff went it's down. No, it's it? no, it's nobody's fault. It's 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 a holistic problem. And I come yeah. back to it for me. Umaniasa actually changed the mindset when he joins because suddenly Cardiff have got a striker who can run in behind. Mm. He's got pace, and you know, Patson always tried, of course, yeah. But those are strengths that he didn't have, uh, and they badly needed that mm. at that stage. And Umaniasa's mm. offered that, but. I still think Zahor's got more of a role to play than Warnock's given him. I, I, Whichever way you say that live, or was that he should have he should recorded. have come on against Chelsea much earlier than he did, and he probably should have come on against Man City as well. Though the game was gone at that point, so it didn't mm. really matter. Yeah, there we go. Good if debate. he comes on, you need you need to see it though, don't you? That's the thing. My, that was why I was so singing his praises so high after Southampton because psychologically, and and that's where it lays for me. It's not ability. Is psychologically right, and after the, the uh, repeated again, the the mouthing the words "I'm back" was like for me that gave me tingles to right, okay, yeah. But you you I told know. me straight after that he's got to justify that he's got to back that absolutely. Up. And it's not just one goal. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's a great it's a great goal. It's a great win, but great celebration. You know, yeah, go, go on, Ken. Go and go and 
Go and run over people for the next 10 games. It'd be interesting to know how many minutes he's played since then, because I bet you it's not many, Tom. Yeah, well, it's not a bad point, but, mm. then, whatever. but then the ass has been, has been doing well, like we say, so... Mm. Good debate, guys. Let's have another short break then, and then we'll do a quick footy five predictions. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. So Nathan, footy five is on the on the horizon once yeah. again for you. No Cardiff game this weekend. Um, We'll get straight into it, though, I think. Premiership and Championship. Premiership and Championship. There's not many Prem games this Okay. Did I win the 25 Gs last? Oh, Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mention... No, sorry, you didn't. Mm. (laughs) Here we go. Bournemouth versus Burnley. Big game for Cardiff, this. Bournemouth-Burnley, I'm going to go... You have to say... Bournemouth 2-0. Yes, that's what what Cardiff fans want to hear. Um, Huddersfield, already relegated against Leicester. Huddersfield, Leicester 3 1. 3 1 to Leicester? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle against Palace. Now, this is a tough one to call. Oh, I hate Palace. Why are you give me them all the time if you do that purposely? I don't, sure. make, the, I don't make the calls. You do. You always put make... Palace in there. It's like this team I just can't get with. I, don't make I just the calls, can't get with this team. Who are they playing against? Newcastle away. Newcastle are home to Palace. Uh, I can't call this one. Newcastle, Palace. At Newcastle, I'll go a two-nil win to two-one win to Newcastle. Two-one for Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, into the Championship, Birmingham against Leeds. Oh, Leeds, uh, Birmingham at Birmingham. I'm gonna go Leeds. Three-nil. Three-nil Leeds. Wow. Mm. Um, and the final one, um, Preston against Sheffield United. That you have to you have to call this one in uh, a certain direction, don't you? Yorkshire, Lancashire, <laughs> la la la. Um, Preston, did you say at Preston? Sorry, at Preston. Yeah. Preston, at Preston, a very good run at Sheffield United. And Sheffield United, I can't believe it lost the other day. I was like, oh my days, what is going on? Uh, I'm Preston are good as well. Yeah, though. I'm gonna go um, Sheffield United. Gonna pip them two one just two one. Yeah. Interestingly, who do you fancy for the automatic promotion in the championship? <sighs> if you asked me like a week ago, I would have said Sheffield United or two weeks ago, Sheffield United and Leeds, but uh, Norwich, United and Norwich, sorry, but uh, now I'm gonna go Norwich, I think for sure, and uh, let's go Sheffield. Come on, they'll come back. Yeah. A reminder yeah. of how to play footy five and what you can win. Yeah, how do you play footy five and what can you win, Paul? Twenty five large. Twenty five thousand pounds. I'm still waiting for my check. Results, Paul. right? Five. Sorry, all five <laughs> score lines right. I'm mixing up with super six, aren't yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. Head to uh, the link on the article for this podcast, and that'll send you to footy five. Do you know what though? I actually need to ask Paul. Have I won any of these footy fives? Because. I think I might have won and we've not checked. You've got a fair few I might scores. be owing like... I might be owing 75,000. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Like, totally. I up. think you you got a fair few scores right. But I never five. I think to get all five right is uh, mm. is asking a bit much. Well, that's why it's 25,000. That's why it's a big... Uh, 25 large, come on. A break... Big prize pot. Right, yeah. anything to add from you two before we wrap up? We'll do a Burnley preview special next week, by the way. Uh, Paul? Uh, 
Paul wants to say more about Ken the Zahor, but there's, no, there's no time for that. You're, you're raising Zahor. I, I, you know, to me, his role is as a sub now. It's in the ass. We'll um, see. Interesting running for Cardiff City. Right, thank you very much for both of you today. Of course, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, or Wales Online, and it's sponsored by Giovanni's. Of course, from the three of us from this week, thanks for listening. <laughs>